Talk podcast. I got my buddy Jake Thomas with me. Jake, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Just uh, excited uh, about tomorrow's game, man. It's uh, been hot up all week, and uh, it's been LSU hate week. But tomorrow at two thirty, and to probably about six, it's going to go down in Tuscaloosa. And I mean, everybody showed up for that game. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear T Town is just buzzing right now. So be interesting to kind of see the the game day in the morning and i actually have family pictures at nine o'clock in the morning so i won't be able to to really watch uh most of game day and then my daughter she cheers for a youth football team and they play for the championship game tomorrow so at like 11 so i'm going to be struggling to get back home to (laughs) to kind of settle in before the game kicks off but obviously we're looking forward to that before we talk about the game, we got a couple things that we want to touch on. Uh, you know, obviously the, uh, the the basketball team, you know, kind of suffered a heartbreaking loss in their opener uh, in the Nate Oates era. You know, was it Tuesday night, Jake? I believe it yeah. was. And, uh, you know, 81 to 80 against Penn. But, you know, Penn is a good team. I, I, it's not to say that Alabama should have won, but uh, obviously the team is really it's, – it's a lot like our football team. It's really nicked up right now. Uh, yeah. Had had two guys uh, that are out for the year with injuries, with ACL injuries. Then Herb Jones, our our best defender, uh, goes out. I don't know about halfway into the first half or so, uh, with an elbow injury. And you know the defense was never the same after that. They they were able to really do what they wanted to on the offensive end. And uh, you know Alabama could answer, but they they Alabama missed a lot of layups and they missed some free throws and. Uh, it was just a tough loss, but luckily basketball, it's a long season. They got plenty of opportunities to make up for this game. They just, they really can't afford to lose any more non-conference home games. Yeah. And, um, you know, I made, um, uh, we mean you talked before the, before we started, uh, recording here, but you know, I, I don't think the, all the hate that, uh, uh, Kiara Lewis is getting his bull crap. I mean, yeah, he missed two big free throws, but the kid had 30 points. He played out of his mind the other night, and he really gave us the opportunity to win. He did put us up with that three-pointer um, late late in the game. I think it was like 10 seconds left or something like that when he made that and um, and put us up and uh, 80. I think it was 81 to 80 then. And um, so the, the hate that he's getting is is uncalled for. I mean, he's what nineteen, I think. He might even yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's uh, you know, it, people who blame him are 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 fogs. I mean, that's the only way to put it. They don't know what they're talking about because they don't ever watch basketball. Right. Kyra Lewis kept us in that game, hitting big shot after big shot, and getting into the lane and 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 you know, getting some easy layups and. We got to be better, more consistent, more consistent around him is really what we have to be. Is and yeah. we really need an athletic big guy. Uh, I really like Galen Smith and I really like Javion Davis Fleming. I like those guys, but it was a really tough matchup. And anybody that knows anything about sports, it's all about matchups. So that that number twenty five, that white guy, he he had great footwork in the post. He was quick, and and he had you know really veteran moves, and it was. Our, our guys were not athletic enough or mobile enough to uh, to keep up with him. And it when when Herb went out, it, it really hurt our defense. I think if Herb, Herb would have been okay, uh, they probably would have been held in the um, the low to mid-70s. And 
and I think Alabama won the basketball game. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, losing Herb, uh, probably like you said, our best defensive guy. It kind of, it kind of uh, showed in the second half. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch because of that weird watch ESPN Plus thing or whatever it was, and I just don't have that. But um, I did keep up with it, and um, yeah, it was a heartbreaking loss, especially for Nate Oates, his first game. But um, you know, there's plenty, like you said, there's plenty of time to make up. We got a big game down in the Bahamas here in a few weeks. I think it's about a few weeks, ain't it? I think it's the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So against uh, North Carolina, and um, you know, I'm, you know, I I told uh, somebody the other day uh, if Alabama could somehow beat North Carolina and beat Kentucky this year at Kentucky, I think that solidifies. And we don't lose, like you said, any out-of-conference game, big, you know, that we should be winning. I think it solidifies us, and we're going to go to the tournament. Well, it's it's a long season, and you obviously got to do more than just beat North Carolina and Kentucky, but it those wins would obviously uh, increase our chances. But it's a long season. There's a lot of games. They, they got FAU on Monday night. And uh, then they travel, you know, a big road non-conference game to Rhode Island. That's going to be that's going to be a tough game. So mm-hmm. there's plenty of opportunities uh, even before North Carolina gets here and, or in, in Kentucky in the, in the conference slate. Uh, yeah. And before we turn away from basketball, <laughs> next week is a massive week for yeah. Alabama basketball, for the future of Alabama basketball, so to speak. Uh, obviously, the Javon Quinterly uh, eligibility eligibility decision will be made uh, uh, Monday. So there's a chance that we'll get to see him Monday night against Florida Atlantic. Uh, obviously, they uh, they appealed the, the original ruling that he was going to be ineligible. Uh, everything I'm seeing is people are pretty positive and, and you know, kind of upbeat that he will be cleared to play. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, also, uh, Tuesday, five-star uh, Niami Burnett will be announcing his decision. Uh, I know he's down to Alabama. Uh, I just looked at it a few minutes ago. I think Texas Tech's in there because there's a lot of chatter about him going to Tech here lately. Yeah, um, I can't remember who else, but uh, a lot of the people have, have think Alabama's got a really good shot at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then five-star Isaiah Jackson is making his announcement Saturday. And four star Keon Ambrose is making his Sunday. So it's it's a really big week. Mm-hmm. Uh I think we need two of the four to happen. Uh for it to be considered a good week. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think anything less than two of four would be kind of a disappointment. So I'm hoping for two of four. If we get three or four, that would be fantastic. I'm not expecting four or four, but two or three or four would be would be fantastic in my opinion. I agree hundred percent. And you know we're we're um, getting you know, on the backside of football season, and we're starting uh, basketball season. So uh, there's still going to be a lot to talk about, even after the football season's over. With yeah, yeah, I mean there's plenty, plenty of ath- uh, album athletics to talk about. Uh, but but right now the focus is LSU. Yes, and uh, you know everybody's. This is the game everybody's been talking about uh, for two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. And we all get to see it unfold tomorrow afternoon in Bryant-Denny Stadium. And uh, I'm not rich enough to be able to make that trip, so <laughs> I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching CBS and 
cussing Gary Danielson the whole time. So, my gosh, he's such a joke. Did you see his? Did you see where he? he I think he was on SEC this morning or something with Peter Burns and how uh, he says that he's seen two in practice and he's not a hundred percent. He didn't care what the coaches said, and and I tweeted it out on our on our Tide Talk Twitter feed that literally nobody at Alabama has said that two is a hundred percent. Right. So I mean I don't know what he. He's such a joke. I mean, he he overanalyzes everything anyway. I, yeah, I just he he's probably one of the most annoying people uh, in, in sports, in my opinion. I don't yeah. know if you like him or not, but that's just how yeah. I feel about him. You know, and and honestly, being this late in the season, everybody's got a few bumps and bruises. So I mean, really, I don't think anybody's one hundred percent. No, I mean, so. yeah, I, I I don't know, and and. I, I, I've got a viral tweet that's went out about the – it's the clip of uh, Tua's yeah. run against LSU last year. And uh, <laughs> and I put Tua at, at about 80% against LSU, and he outruns the entire defense. And I, Yeah. I'm not saying that's relevant to this game, but what I'm saying is, is Tua was injured last year and didn't really have any problems. Right. So, I mean – and that was at Death Valley. This is at home. The crowd's going to be on his side. There's, I mean, I, I just, I don't get people. I, I, they, they overanalyze Alabama so much that that it clouds their judgment. That's my, that's my truthful opinion about uh, college football analysts. That they, that their judgment of Alabama is clouded because they try to overanalyze them so much. Yeah. I also seen that uh, that some dude named Chris whatever uh, is going back and forth with you about about that as well on that viral tweet. That's pretty funny stuff. Yeah, I I, I can't write him back no more. My my tweet was really just I, I mean yeah. people people cannot pick up on simple things. My tweet was simply saying that Tua was not healthy last year and he was just fine. Yeah, that's literally all my tweet was saying. And he's then he start talking about. Uh, LSU's offense. Tua has literally zero to do with LSU's offense this season. So I don't. I, I mean, whatever, Chris. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a name. Yeah. I just, anyway, uh, you know, I, this game. I, I obviously I think Tua is going to play. I think he's probably at eighty to ninety percent healthy. Yeah. Uh, that's what I feel like, and I could be wrong, but that's just, you know, from everything I've seen, and uh, I don't see a reason to believe that he's less than than eighty percent healthy. I don't think he would. I don't think Saban would put him on the field if he was less than eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel confident in that. Uh, I, I LSU has does not scare me in the least bit with a pass rush. They have not. They have not generated much all year long. Our offensive line is, has really come together and played well, so I, I don't see a case where he's going to be taking unnecessary hits or anything like that. So uh, it, that really doesn't bother me too much. Uh, so I think the offense will obviously be fine. I, I don't I don't see a way that LSU slows down Alabama's offense that much. Do you, do you see a way that LSU can can really put much? Of a damper on the album offense? No, I mean, but Alabama's offense when they get going, it's hard to stop. I mean, 
Um, and he's talking about the offensive line. I mean, it's been two weeks since we played Arkansas, and I had a we've had a long week at work. And I, my my memory is kind of vague, but I don't remember Matt getting sat or uh, or any kind of rush against him and the against Arkansas. Of course, yes, it is Arkansas, but I'm just saying the offensive line has, like you said, improved and um, <laughs> since the beginning of the season. Yeah, and and you know a lot of. You know, Steve Sarkeesian has done a great job with the offense too. His his game plans are are really, I, I don't know. They just they, they they do a good job of attacking each opponent's defense. Like he, it's like he he knows where each weakness is at, and he and he knows how to take take advantage of that weakness that that the opposing defense has. And he has had a really good season calling plays for Alabama. He's he's done a great job and and developing Tua. Tua is a lot. You know, he, he he takes care of the ball a little bit better than he did last year. and Not that he didn't take care of the ball last year, but, you know, he, he seems more willing to do what the de- – or to take what the defense gives him. So, uh, yes. I just want I – I think Steve Sarkeesian has, has been undervalued this season by most fans. And I just want to give him a little bit of love because I think he's done a really good job when Mac come in. He, he had Mac prepared – a lot of credit goes to Mac Jones, uh, who was, by the way, the, the player, the Tide Talk Player of the Week uh, yep. for the Arkansas game. So shout out to Mac. Uh, but he had Mac prepared. Uh, Mac did not look uncomfortable at all. And then part of that was because Sarkeesian, you know, that first series, he he gave Mac really easy throws or really his handoffs that were counted as passes, just mm-hmm. to get him into the game and get him comfortable and. Uh, you know, get his feet wet a little bit in real real action. So Sarkeesian's done a really good job this season, and uh, uh, I just wanted to give him a little bit of shout-out uh, so people can kind of realize that he's he's really doing a nice job. He has a ton of weapons to work with, but he's yeah. he does a really good job of, of, of attacking the opponent's defense. Yeah, and I want to uh, point out that, you know, I've, I, I know myself, and I can't remember how you felt about it, but – but I think he was in the same boat with him again in the years. And we both said that if something happened to it, we felt confident in Mac leading us to the championship game. And and I, I've noticed through him and through that game last week, um his his uh his accuracy throwing wise is is spot on. I mean, that that beautiful throw, I mean, that ball had it seemed like the hang time was forever, that and the Judy, and it was it was gorgeous. The one, uh, the touchdown pass. I forgot yeah, how yeah. Uh, it was about I mean, fifty yards or so, forty, yeah, fifty yards. And he, he threw it right in Judy's hands. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, you you could tell that that by the time the third quarter rolled around, Mac was playing with a ton of confidence, and and he really felt comfortable in the game. And uh, I, I obviously <laughs> LSU would be a different animal if he had to play play you know tomorrow. But I still, I still feel like with Mac Jones that Alabama could could beat LSU. Yeah, I do too. But I don't think we're going to see Mac Jones unless it becomes a blowout. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, kind of on the other side of the ball, obviously LSU has a has a great offense. Uh, Joe Brady has done a really good job with Joe Burrow, uh, kind of <clears throat> installing this offense. And you know, Brady came over from the Saints, and we all know what the Saints have done with Drew Brees at quarterback over the last. Shoot, I don't know how long he's been there. 50, yeah. close, close to fifteen years, I guess now. So yeah. uh, I know I know Joe Brady hasn't been there that long because he's he's a pretty young guy. But 
he's been there for he has enough experience with with a guy like Breeze, and he's done a really good job with Joe Burrow. And you know they got a lot of weapons on the outside, but I I, I think that the matchup, and and I think everybody's kind of pointing this out, is is Alabama's pass rush. I I think Alabama's pass rush has a I'm not saying they get a bunch of sacks, but I think they they find ways in this game, you know, on a few series. And that's really, you know, I'll, I think to win the game, Alabama's got to get four stops on defense, which that can either be by a turnover or by a punt. But they got to have – or a turnover on downs. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they get four, I think, it's a, I think it's an easy win for Alabama. I really do, and and I think they can get four. And I think the pass the pass rush with Terrell Lewis and Anthony Jennings and 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 maybe even somebody like Raquan Davis, who's 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 quietly had had a good year. He's he he doesn't get he doesn't get much credit. And I know people kind of expect more, I guess, stats from 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 Raquan Davis. But he he plays the position where he's just meeting the running back at the line of scrimmage and tackling him. You know, that's you're not going to get a lot of love. For, for that, but I, sure. I think I think in this game, the the defensive line can can make a difference, and uh, you know maybe throw some timing off on some passes, and you know give our defensive back a chance to make some plays on the on the ball through the air, and uh, I, I think if, if if Alabama can get a, a defensive score or a special team score, which we, we we've seen this season, I, I think it's lights out. I, I really believe. Four to five stops for the South Alabama defense is all it's going to take to, to win this game. Yeah, um, and talking about um, you know a special team score, you've seen um, Waddle. You know he seems like he's fixing to you know break one every game, and, and I have a feeling if he gets a lane and a <clears throat> on a punt return, that you know I think he can, he can run it in uh, Saturday or tomorrow, and uh, and finally get his. Uh, special teams touchdown that he's punt return touchdown that he's been, you know, he's had two in his career, but they've been called back. <laughs> so <laughs> he really wants one. Um, and he, and that dude's flat out fast, but yeah, on the defensive side, I've been, I've been on the defense, you know, all year. Um, but, um, last week, uh, T Lou, uh, made a couple, uh, big, big sacks. And I think Jennings had one or two, maybe I can't remember. But uh, like you said, the pass row is getting getting a whole lot better. Um, and uh, the only thing that concerns me, and I've seen a lot of people talk about it on Twitter too, but um, if you get is the biggest mismatch for Alabama is when we had to get Shane Lee out on this, you know, to cover like a, a running back. He just don't, you know. But, I don't. I don't see Shane Lee playing a significant amount tomorrow night. I I, I yeah. think it's going to be more of of uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Markel Benton or if it's going to be Christian Harris, mm-hmm. but the LSU's going to spread out of them out, I, I imagine. So, yeah, I don't, I don't suspect we'll see a ton of Shane Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like kid. You know, he's a, yeah, but he's not, he's not near athletic enough to to match up against SEC running backs or or tight ends or something like that. No, he's not. That's that's more of what Christian Harris can do. So, see, this is this is the game where. Where somebody like Dylan Moses would would really calm all your nerves, not all your nerves, but <clears throat> excuse me, that that he he would calm a lot of concern. I yeah. mean, if if Dylan Moses was out there playing middle linebacker, 
I would feel so much better. <laughs> but uh, but he's not, and you, you got to play through it. And you know, LSU's going to get theirs. They got a great offense, but yeah. uh, I, I I think we'll hold them between the mid twenties or lower. I really do. I think it's going to they're going to be in the mid twenties or lower, and uh, I think Alabama's going to be in the high thirties or higher. Just kind of just kind of you know my feel of the game. I really feel like Alabama's uh, hearing a lot of the naysayers. A lot of the the public, you know, perception is that Al- that LSU is going to beat Alabama. That it's their time. Uh, LSU has talked some smack uh, over the last couple of weeks. I think Alabama hears that. Oh yeah. And uh, I think Alabama plays with something to prove tomorrow. And I think it starts as soon as the ball is kicked. And I think you're going to see an attitude that you haven't seen from this team yet. And I think you're going to see them play. A, uh, a fantastic football game for four quarters. And, you know, talking about that, um, I think Terrell Lewis, he, he put out a, um, a tweet, I think yesterday, the day before, something about um, the the hate is strong or something to that effect. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I, I think – I know he's – you know, <laughs> I know players are saying all the talk and all that. And uh, that just – you know, I, I, I vaguely remember um, – Ed Orgeron, one of his press conferences, like beginning of the week, he said something. We're not going to give Alabama bulletin board material, but they have. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened to that, but I think he's even said a few things. So well, he, he said LSU was going to have big games uh, even after Alabama. Yeah, uh, they're, they're going to have bigger games after Alabama, or something. I don't. Yeah, something like that. So <clears throat> I mean, the strategy is not going to pay off. I don't believe. <laughs> no, I. And, I, I feel like I feel like the team Alabama's going to be be ready to play tomorrow, uh, and it really wouldn't surprise me if it was a it was a semi blowout. To be honest with you, I, I've got that weird feeling, and usually when I have the feeling of, of a blowout like this, it, especially against a team that's uh, you know that's that's comparable athletically and physically, and you know they have the kind of players Alabama does. I, I, I just have that feeling. I, I think Alabama's going to get it done tomorrow, and I think they're going to get it done, uh, you know, and, and kind of have something to prove, if you understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. that I know that stadium is going to be rocking tomorrow, too, so that, that uh, crowd's going to be in it all game. Oh, yeah. I mean, the president's supposedly going to be there. Some celebrities are going to be there. I think Justin Thomas is going to be a celebrity guest picker for game day. Oh, really? Uh, I heard yeah. That's that's what I that's what I heard. So that's pretty awesome. I, I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and, and by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, it's going to be dark, and the light show will start then. So that's yeah. that's that's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't I don't really have uh, anything else to add to the game. I I just feel like Alabama is the better team. I think. They're the most complete team. I think LSU is slightly overrated simply because people have put stock in that Texas win. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sorry, Texas ain't nothing. No, they they blown some big games this year. So I think they're that good. I think they've already got three losses, I believe. Yeah, they got three. They've lost to uh, I think they lost to TCU and obviously somebody else. Kansas should have beat them. Yeah, I mean Kansas for crying out loud. 
Yeah, Oklahoma. And LSU, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas had a chance to win. They didn't. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think Texas is that great of a team. No. Uh, they let Auburn hang with them for all four quarters. If Auburn would have had me at quarterback, they'd have beat LSU that day. Yeah. Bo, Bo Nix couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, save his life. And they lost Gatewood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, we just we need him to, to, to win. We need him to beat Georgia and then yeah. lose to us. That way Gus still keeps his job. Yeah. Yeah, we need Gus. I mean, if, if they beat Georgia, he's not losing his job. Oh, no, no. <laughs> they still owe him too much money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way too much. Uh, yeah, um, but before we go, uh, you, you got anything else to add before you give your score prediction? No, um, I was gonna get, yeah, I was gonna give my prediction. Um, you know, I, I watched some uh YouTube a lot this week, and uh, I've seen some um, they, they do like the simulation games through, of course, we don't have you know EA football back yet. I put emphasis on yet since we had the little ruling a couple weeks ago, but. Who knows if that's going to come back, but but it's through Madden and uh, some all I think that I've seen three or four different ones on this game, and every one of them had them had it going down to the wire, and it was a low scoring game. Uh, I think the highest one I've seen was like a twenty four to twenty game, and mm. I think it's a little bit too low to too low. Um, I, I'm kind of like with you. Um, I really think all the talk this week, and I after I seen. Uh, T. Lou put out what he did on Twitter. I think the defense is going to show up. And we ain't talked about, you know, the last two weeks, or the last two games, um, Diggs has had a uh, defensive touchdown. Um, yeah. You know, yep. and, uh, and I think uh, he had an interception we know of. And then I think, didn't uh, Sertain have an interception too last week? Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, the secondary is coming together. Of course, we always said that was going to be our, our you know, our uh, strength on the defense side and they finally started uh, started showing out and I think Dig is finally stepping up and being more of a leader on on that defense side of the ball. And um and I, I think I think uh, the defense show up. Of course the offense is gonna do what it does. I think it's gonna be um I, I'm saying it's gonna be thirty eight to uh twenty three. Thirty eight twenty three. We're pretty close. Um, my final score is gonna be forty two to to 24 uh i i just i just think Alabama's too strong uh and and like you said i i think they've heard the talk this week and mm-hmm. and i think i think they're ready to prove something uh you know they they still whether we like it or not they still got the taste of the clemson game in their mouth oh, so yeah. they're on the revenge tour and this is this is another roadblock and i think they're about to shatter it tomorrow on cbs and in front of the whole nation I and agree. in front of the leader, and in front of the leader of the free world, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And what, uh, before we go, what do you what did you think about the the first college football rankings? Uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch the show because I really don't care. I, I I'm serious. I I can't. I know people think I'm trying to be like saving, but I genuinely do not give a crap what the rankings are right now. It it could it couldn't mean less to me than what it does, so I I'll be honest with you. I mean I know like who the top four or five are, but after that I have no idea what the rankings are. I mean, what wasn't Ohio State one? Yeah, Ohio State was one. 
uh, LSU two, Alabama three, and I forgot who Penn State's four, and then they had Clemson at five. Yeah, which I'll be honest with, that's a joke. If people yeah. think Penn State is better than Clemson, they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I know, I know Clemson hasn't played a great schedule, but they're still a good football team, and they they would beat the brakes off of Penn State. Yeah, yeah, Penn Penn State offensively is not not you know that that great. They they've had some low scoring games this year, and uh, they got a big one tomorrow. I know. Uh, yeah, against Minnesota, eleven yeah. o'clock kick too. It is. And, I would ha- I would hate to be a Big Ten fan. All yeah. their good games start at eleven a freaking clock in the morning. I know it's crazy. Who, who wants to do that? What do you think I, about that game? You think who, who you think is going to win that? You know, it was funny a few weeks ago. They that um, I cannot think of his name, but the Minnesota's coach sent a letter. Yeah, he sent a letter out. And I thought it was funny. I mean, it is a big game for them because I think this is the first time they've ever been undefeated. I don't know that for a fact, well, but I mean, a long time. yeah. But right here on on ESPN, okay, they they were they got ranked seventeenth. So I mean, they, um, I mean, they both teams are eight and zero. It's at Penn. Yeah, it's gonna be a big game. Uh, not at Penn. It's at a Minnesota. My bad. And um, I mean, I think um, I think Minnesota. I mean, if Minnesota really wants to prove that they have something, you got to beat Penn, and then you got to go out and beat and beat Ohio State if you get the chance to in the conference game. Yeah, um, I don't. It's hard to. That game's so hard for me to pick because I feel like Penn State is the better team, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of have that Cinderella feel about this Minnesota team. You know, obviously it's going to run out because they're going their their schedule's back loaded, and yeah. they're going to lose a couple games. I just don't know that tomorrow's going to be that game, and I could be wrong, but. I think if I had to pick, I might pick Minnesota right now, simply because I, I feel like they're 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 a good Cinderella story at the moment, mm-hmm. and and I like PJ Fleck. I like what he's doing. He's he's all about you know players doing their job and being accountable and and working hard. So I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Uh, I think Penn State's favorite. I don't know, maybe by a touchdown or so. Yeah, I think so. So I, I mean, I'm definitely going to take uh, the points here, Minnesota, as far as the points go, because I think I don't think they're going to lose by a touchdown or anything. So uh, I'm trying to look it up real quick before we go. I know we've kind of got off topic a little bit, but it is it is a big matchup because uh, it's you know two un, undefeated teams. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. My computer's being kind of slow here. But you know the the thing about this uh, this uh, Minnesota team. I mean, they beat the brakes off of Nebraska. They mm-hmm. beat the brakes off of Rutgers, and they beat the brakes off of Maryland. So I mean, yeah, they're better than those teams, but they're they're actually beating those teams significantly. So yeah, yeah right now it's six and a half. So uh, I think there's I think I think Minnesota will win. At least this, you know, they'll keep it closer to six and a half. Oh yeah, I agree. And speaking of Maryland, man, they they've fallen off after beating Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, oh. they, uh, they're they're struggling. Yeah. Of course, uh, you got to give locks time. Oh yeah, but, for sure. But anyway, I think we've rambled on long enough. So, <laughs> but we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. 
we're we're trying to get some some guests lined up in the next couple of weeks. It's just the the scheduling's a conflict for everybody, and so uh, but we'll get there. We'll make sure to bring the content that that our listeners want. We really enjoy doing the podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Blackwood eighty nine. I'm at J Thomas Todd. Yeah, so give us a follow. Follow our our podcast Twitter at at Todd Talk underscore Pod. Use the hashtag Tide Talk, and uh, we really appreciate all the interaction and everything. Do you have something yeah. to say, Jake? No, I, I'm just saying, yeah, I, we uh, just follow us, and uh, yeah, we're going to try to get some guests on and and just keep bringing content for you guys. We we love doing what we do. Yep. So uh, we hope we hope tomorrow's a good day for us, and uh, whether we win or lose, we'll be back next week to to kind of talk about the game and look forward to uh, Mississippi State next week. So. Y'all have a good weekend and roll tide. Roll tide.